Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to interview researchers from Pulse Academia and Industry about their work, thoughts, spectrum, and more beyond that. This is Marwa Edwini, and I hope you will find this podcast useful. If you would like to connect with us, simply send us, and we will be happy to hear from you. And here is my interview. Thanks. Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. Could you please introduce yourself? My name is Shen Hozao. I'm a professor of mechanical engineering from MIT. My research area is on soft material and soft robots. Yeah. It's a great pleasure to join this podcast and the conversation. Thanks so much. It's just an honor to have you. Thank you. So I would like to go when you are a kid. Have you ever imagined about robotics or soft robotics? Because I know you have overwhelming experience, especially in material and smart material. But I would like to go back. How is your childhood and relation to technology, engineering, any kind of these memories if you have? Uh, this is an interesting question. Thank you. Well, uh, when I was a kid, I was uh, quite impressed by the uh, you know, movie uh, mm. Star Wars, right? Yeah. Uh, robots in that tend to be uh, rigid, not the soft robots, but uh, I think it's uh, already pretty cool. So they are intelligent. Uh, you know, they can uh, speak with you, uh, do all kinds of uh, jobs. So I have, uh, uh, you know, uh, just an interest uh, in such a robot already when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, when I, uh, you know, was uh, student, especially in my graduate study, uh, I joined the field of uh, soft materials. Uh, it is at that time, you know, really triggered this interest, right? Can we uh, uh, infuse uh, this uh, uh, intelligence or robotic, uh, you know, functions uh, mm. into soft materials? So that's uh, really the point that I get uh, very interested in soft robotics. Sounds very interesting. So I would like to ask you this question firstly. What is the most simple and beautiful, profound equation that inspires you in your career? Uh, I would say, uh, well, my in my uh, career, uh, I study, uh, you know, multi-physics, so uh, coupling of uh, electric field and, uh, uh, you know, magnetic field uh, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, the equation, I think, uh, you know, at least, uh, most beautiful to me is, uh, of course, Maxwell equations. Yeah. Right? Uh, beautifully related uh, uh, magnetic uh, electricity and the magnetism into one set of elegant uh, equations. Uh, so that's uh, that. That's the equation that uh, I think most beautiful uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, also related to my career. So your lab is really interesting about a combination of human machines and materials. It's really interdisciplinary. So before going to your research work uh, and your lab uh, um, focus, what was the first robot, soft robot you built, if you remember? Uh, this is a, a good question. Uh, uh, I would say, you know, we work on uh, components of uh, soft robots uh, for mm-hmm. a while. Uh, for example, even when I was a uh, uh, graduate student, uh, mm. we work on something called artificial muscle, uh, which is a dielectric elastomer. 
mm-hmm. will apply voltage across a layer of rubber. The rubber can extend, uh, like the uh, you know expansion and the contraction of natural muscles. Uh, so that's a, a component of a robot that I reviewed. Mm-hmm. And then of course at that time, uh, you know. Uh, pioneers of uh, software robotics, uh, such as Professor uh, George Whiteside, uh, Professor Daniel Roos, uh, you know, they uh, developed even, uh, you know, uh, system level uh, uh, robots, you know, pneumatic driven or other actuation mechanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got interested in that. Uh, then I would say the uh, robotic system or, you know, uh, you know, uh, a robot with, you know, untethered with function uh, would be uh, 2019. Uh, mm. We published a paper that uh, we, uh, you know, 3D print uh, magnetic domains uh, into a soft material structure. So the uh, soft material or soft robot structure has a complicated shape yeah. and the ferromagnetic domains. And then we apply external magnetic field uh, that, uh, uh, you know, soft material or that uh, soft robots uh, can just give you a library of modes of uh, deformations, uh, functions, uh, and, uh, you know, it's untethered. It, uh, uh, you know, uh, function as uh, what we controlled. So I would uh, call that's probably the first, uh, you know, robot yeah. uh, that uh, my lab uh, developed. Uh, and then uh, now we are working along that line. For example, we develop a very thin uh, thread, like a guide wire robot uh, that can uh, navigate uh, within fine blood vessels, even in the brain. So uh, I would say these are the robots that we study. Very interesting. So before going to more details, I'm curious to ask you how you would define soft robotics. Maybe when you started as a graduate student and now is leading for the lab and maybe for the future work, how you would see soft robotics in these different times? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's uh, still debatable uh, yeah. in the field. Uh, I would, uh, uh, you know, uh, say a soft, uh, uh, a soft robot or soft robotics uh, is a system uh, that uh, integrate, uh, you know, uh, sensing. Uh, actuation, mm-hmm. uh, programming control, uh, eventually to accomplish uh, certain tasks or uh, to give certain functions. So mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, really a system, you know, it's not a, a single component, it will be a system. Mm-hmm. So that's my, uh, you know, uh, understanding and the definition of software robotics. Uh, of course, there are other, you know, uh, opinions. This is a really a uh, a rapidly evolving field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, the contributions to this field or the definition of this field can be from various aspects. So for example, uh, many colleagues focus on the actuation mechanism, uh, you know, to them probably that can already be named as a software robotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, many colleagues uh, focus on the control uh, algorithm. Uh, to them, that's probably the essential, uh, you know, part of the software robotics. Uh, to me, I think it's really, uh, uh, eventually the function and the task uh, that this system uh, can achieve mm-hmm. really defines such a system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're leading at material science, especially hydrogels and polymers. And uh, that's really uh, sounds exciting to me. But I would like to ask you first, um, 
What do you think the most inspiring living creature uh, for an inspiration for material? For example, uh, when I'm looked to the like a warm and moving and have bending undulation, it sounds interesting. And how we can replicate this characteristics in material science. So if I ask you for you an inspiration to develop uh, the parameters or maybe the quality of the material, what inspires you from the nature? Uh, well, uh, our inspiration is actually from uh, two areas. Uh, one, uh, of course, is uh, from the nature, yeah. uh, all the way from, I would say, fundamental material level. You know, it's not even, uh, you know, an animal. Uh, just the materials, you know, uh, this uh, uh, proteins, uh, DNAs, you know, cells uh, in the, uh, you know, uh, animal, it's uh, by itself is already quite inspiring, kind of inspire us to uh, design uh, many uh, functional uh, components. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, you mentioned that this uh, system level, right, worms, uh, birds, uh, mm. you know, uh, bees, flies, this also, uh, you know, inspire, uh, you know, uh, this uh, robotics, uh, you know, uh, researchers uh, to design uh, different types of robots. Uh, another uh, aspect of uh, inspiring is actually, uh, I would say, uh, uh, conventional, uh, you know, uh, materials and conventional robots. Even for example, uh, this uh, uh, steel, uh, ceramics, uh, glasses. This uh, conventional material, even though they are not soft materials, uh, but there have already been uh, decades of studies on those materials. They actually also give us insights, give us, you know, design principles, uh, you know, for uh, uh, robotic uh, systems, you know, if you, you know, use them to, uh, you know, uh, to, 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 to construct a robot. Uh, so I would say, uh, you know, the inspiration to us is really from two aspects, nature and biology, and also, uh, you know, existing engineering uh, systems and materials. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I ask you, what do you think uh, the most misconception you have witnessed while you work in the soft robotics and materials, soft materials, um, that may be concerning or maybe misconception if you witnessed any? Uh, so uh, this is a really a booming field. So this is a field that is uh, uh, extremely uh, dynamics. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's a, uh, uh, you know, misconception, you know, uh, I think this is really uh, a dynamic field. Everyone have the rights to, you know, uh, you know, to, 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 uh, do, uh, to do their own research. Uh, I think uh, one thing probably uh, we should, uh, you know, uh, think uh, further or uh, think more when we do our research, uh, you know, uh, what will be the, uh, you know, fundamental uh, importance in terms of uh, either material or algorithm that uh, the research can lead to, or what is the, uh, you know, uh, societal impact, what are true functions, what are true, uh, you know, applications uh, the research can lead to. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, uh, we really should uh, consider that uh, in doing our research, either, you know, uh, truly uh, fundamental or truly, uh, you know, impactful in terms of application. I think uh, these uh, are the things we should uh, uh, consider when we do research mm -hmm. in this field. Yeah, I think that's very important. And that's what your lab already focusing about, societal grand challenges for healthcare. And I would like to ask you if you can tell more in more detail your 
work and your um, goals for the future work on soft robotics with the new lab. If you can tell more about that. So uh, my group, uh, current research uh, focuses on uh, soft materials and uh, systems and the robots, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think uh, one, uh, you know, opportunity, particularly one opportunity we see is on the interface uh, between uh, human bodies and, uh, uh, you know, uh, external uh, machines. Uh, over the last uh, century, we see uh, great uh, progress in terms of understanding and engineering, uh, you know, uh, human body and, uh, you know, biology in uh, general, right? Uh, lots of uh, studies, uh, modern medicine, uh, genetics, uh, modern biology. So these are examples. Uh, similarly, in the world of uh, machine, right, we see electronics, uh, internet, uh, AI, robotics. You know, uh, these are uh, examples of uh, the advance in the uh, world of uh, machines. Uh, however, uh, this interface or uh, interactions. Uh, between uh, biological system and uh, this, uh, I would say, machine system, are uh, still extremely weak, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's the uh, you know area. I think uh, there are you know great opportunities if we can really uh, you know uh, make breakthroughs uh, on this uh, interface. Uh, now then, uh, you know, if you think about the properties of a human body, uh, the major components of human body are soft materials, right? Mm. Polymers, uh, water, you know, except the teeth, bone, and the nails, all other components of a human body are, uh, you know, uh, soft materials. So uh, we propose uh, something called a uh, uh, soft materials technology. Uh, basically, uh, you can uh, design uh, new soft materials, such as uh, elastomers, hydrogels, polymers, even biological tissues, right? Uh, use them as an uh, interface or as a uh, media uh, to interface uh, machines, uh, existing machines with the human body. So that's the opportunity we see. Uh, the soft robotics you can see uh, is uh, really nicely, uh, you know, uh, lie on this uh, interface, right? Uh, because uh, on one hand, uh, you know, you can harness uh, this uh, uh, decades of advance uh, in terms of uh, uh, material uh, development, uh, in terms of uh, control, uh, in terms of energy storage, for example, batteries. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you can really uh, use those, uh, you know, soft robots, in a, you know, soft material or body or soft material matrix, uh, mm -hmm. use that to interact uh, with uh, human body. So uh, that's the opportunity I see, especially uh, regarding, uh, you know, uh, soft robotics. I think that's a very interesting point about um, highlight that inspiration or maybe abstraction as human body have stiff and compliant and water. And that's what we have already in to design soft robotics with compliant parts with coupled with stiff material. And I'm curious to ask you, when we start the research, for example, maybe BH student or master's or any level, how you, what do you think the most important questions should, should be considered in while you're doing your research and make sure you are going maybe in the right trajectory for the expected result? 
So for example, maybe we're stuck what kind of shape we can do for coupling stiff and compliant material and encapsulating with hydrogel. So this kind of, kind of research is still new, but I'm curious to ask you how you managed to do that in a, in a good way to get the desired result. Uh, I would say uh, this is a very good question. Uh, I would say uh, I will uh, suggest students ask uh, two questions. Mm -hmm. uh, the first question is, what is uh, new? Uh, you know, uh, you can propose a research topic or, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, integrating uh, soft materials and hard materials into our robots. Uh, but uh, what is new in that uh, concept? Uh, what is new uh, in that uh, new material structure or robot you design? Uh, does it new, lead to a new, uh, you know, uh, a paradigm in uh, the research of your field? Uh, so uh, that's the uh, first important thing. Uh, or are you just doing follow-up work of other people? So that's the first uh, question we want to ask. Uh, then the second question that we want to ask is, uh, so what? Who cares? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, what can be the impact? Let's say, uh, you know, this, you think this is a new, uh, new concept. Uh, no one has ever, you know, thought about it or has ever achieved it. Uh, you think this is uh, novel, this is new. Uh, then uh, you should ask, especially, uh, you know, in the field of uh, robotics, right? Uh, so what? Uh, whether this can really uh, deliver a true function or solve a realistic problem, you know, down the way, is there, uh, you know, a, a, a promise or, you know, some hope Mm -hmm. and this may become uh, you know a real product that impact the society so these are the two questions uh, i will ask my student to think really hard uh, when they do uh, you know research in this field great so if i ask you what do you think the biggest technological roadblocks that could face off robotics maybe recently if you can highlight what could be from your eyes the biggest um, roadblocks, roadblocks for technology so for robotics, and maybe also in the coming years, like five years, 10 years, how do you see it as these roadblocks? Uh, the, uh, this is another good question and a challenging question. Uh, now, this is, uh, again, my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, the biggest uh, roadblock uh, for software robotics uh, currently is uh, why is uh, our rash you know, design and the control of the robots, right? Uh, currently, uh, the design of uh, software robots is uh, still based on, in most of the case, trend and error, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we come up with uh, one idea, uh, with some intuition, we try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, let's try it again. Uh, so there is uh, not too many uh, rational guidelines uh, for such a design. Uh, similarly, for the control of the software robotics, currently it's really uh, just uh, you know uh, you uh, you know see it and then you control it, and then uh, you know it's really uh, you know still uh, in the relatively uh, you know rudimentary uh, stage of control. I think uh, in these uh, two areas, there can be a great uh, breakthrough in this field uh, to rationally uh, design and control of uh, software robotics. Now, in order to uh, achieve that, uh, I believe, you know, uh, predictive and uh, quantitative uh, models are extremely important uh, for software robotics. 
Mm -hmm. uh, because if you really want to, you know, rational design and control, uh, you really need a mathematical model that you can model the process, or at least tell you some clues, uh, you know, uh, how this robot will behave. Uh, then based mm -hmm. on that, you can do the design and the control. So I think uh, eventually, uh, you know, uh, there uh, will be breakthroughs in terms of uh, modeling of uh, software robots, and then uh, such a, a breakthrough uh, will lead to uh, breakthroughs in design and control. Now, that's in the research aspect. Uh, then in terms of uh, translation or, uh, you know, uh, applications, uh, I would say, uh, you know, uh, potentially uh, is, uh, uh, you know, finding the real market. You know, mm -hmm. what can be the uh, true impact, you know, software robotics can make uh, on the society? Uh, you know, what uh, can software robots uh, really change uh, in the society, right? Uh, I do not believe uh, in terms of applications, uh, software robotics will uh, replace existing robots. For example, mm -hmm. in the assembly lines, in, you know, heavy industry. Uh, those uh, extremely mature uh, robots or robotic arms uh, already being, uh, you know, uh, extremely mature and successful. I do not uh, believe, uh, you know, in, at least in uh, near future, mm -hmm. software robots will replace those. Uh, then we really need to find, uh, you know, uh, the areas that uh, software robotics can truly make an uh, impact. So uh, I would say this is on the translation or on the applicational area, that's the uh, uh, biggest impact, uh, biggest uh, challenge, uh, at least to me, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful. Um, I would like to go to the point because you really said very interesting statement about uh, this modeling that could be give you inside of the design, the material. And I would like to ask you because based on maybe what we see that modeling is not really favored for um, soft material because it's a challenging because you can't capture dynamics happening in the material and maybe the model is not really realistic or so how you would see that uh, approach since we focus only in getting certain performance and maybe that's later on the question do you think we fully understand uh, the physics or maybe the dynamics happening in a smart material and exploded it in an optimum way uh, this is a very good question. I would say the answer is uh, yes or no. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, because software robotics really uh, now you can have uh, you know a library of materials that you can choose from, a library of uh, you know actuation mechanism, uh, you know you can choose from. So uh, you know in general it's not. I do not believe uh, there is a general model. That uh, can capture, uh, you know, all these uh, materials or all this actuation mechanism. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, specifically uh, for certain materials and the system, uh, indeed, uh, it's uh, uh, can uh, you know people already developed, uh, you know, uh, highly accurate quantitative and even predictive models uh, for software robotics. Uh, I will give you one example that I'm uh, familiar with. Uh, which is this uh, uh, ferromagnetic software robots. Mm -hmm. It's uh, similar to, uh, you know, uh, small magnets, uh, you know, or, uh, many, many small magnets in a material. 
uh, in a soft material matrix. Uh, for such a uh, you know soft robotic system, uh, we have uh, accurate uh, models you know to can capture uh, the static deformation, even dynamic deformation of uh, such robots, and the model really help us uh, to uh, guide us to uh, design a new uh, you know soft robots and also help us to uh, control the robots uh, in different uh, applications so mm -hmm. uh, i believe for specific uh, materials and the system uh, modeling is definitely possible uh, uh, i do don't think currently there is a general model it's uh, possible in future uh, but uh, uh, you know uh, for some specific material system uh, there can be a predictive uh, you know uh, quantitative uh, models uh, to guide the design and mm -hmm. the control of uh, your software robots yeah so if i ask you about uh, intelligence in material when you develop material you see all oh, this is exhibit certain behavior intelligent behavior Although we know that there's shortcoming in, in, in like for example in the polymer for the force produced strain, but I, I'm curious when you think about that, how you see the material is intelligent or you expect to enhance the level of intelligence? What could be that vision about intelligence in soft material? Uh, well, uh, I uh, I've been very careful to use the word uh, intelligence. Mm -hmm. I believe intelligence is a system level, again, a system level, uh, you know, char characteristics. Uh, it is not about a single material mm -hmm. or a single, you know, uh, component. Uh, I really believe, you know, you should have a system that, uh, you know, interact and uh, evolve to, uh, you know, develop a certain type of uh, intelligence. Uh, you know, for, uh, for example, in terms of uh, soft robotics, uh, I believe, uh, you know, uh, eventually if you, uh, you know, uh, integrate sensing, uh, actuation, uh, control all this algorithm into one system, and then the system can, uh, you know, autonomously achieve uh, certain uh, functions or accomplish uh, certain tasks, uh, you know, then probably you can call that uh, intelligence uh, but uh, uh, on a mature level uh, you know uh, it's uh, really uh, you know uh, hard for me to uh, define uh, what is uh, intelligent material or what is uh, not so uh, you know you may call the material responsive material but uh, it's really hard to tell whether why it's intelligent or not mm -hmm. and for emotion do you think maybe i know emotion maybe maybe is a, a big word for to be included here but do you think material can be sensed like a human being and have emotion do you think this something can be done uh, 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 good question uh good question i do not believe uh you know this uh, material or the robotic system we are developing will sense like a human mm -hmm. i do not believe that's uh, uh, the way we should design the sensing system. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think, uh, you know, uh, in the current field of uh, robotics or, you know, more specifically in soft robotics, adding sensing component is a, uh, uh, you know, important task. Uh, for example, well, the sensing is really in the, you know, sense, uh, you know, 
a relatively broad definition. For example, uh, you know, you can use uh, you know visual feedback, right? An imaging system mm -hmm. to observe the you know motion deformation of the soft robots, uh, and then you know give your system a feedback. Then you can adjust the control, adjust the stimulation. That's uh, uh, you know already one type of sensing. Uh, or you know you can have uh, string sensors. So I do not uh, think it should be uh, you know uh, functioning as a, a human, but uh, indeed you can add this uh, sensing components into the software robotic system, uh, you know to help uh, the uh, eventual control or to help the eventual function of the robot. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting, and maybe someone here could argue why you think is we can't some one day we can do some materials, some smart materials can think like a human being. For example, maybe we don't know. Maybe in future situation, like people in a need to uh, to sense something. Maybe why why do you think it is not is it doesn't make any sense? Uh, so uh, so. What, uh, so uh, I don't think uh, you will eventually uh, design material, uh, you know, replicating human mm -hmm. anatomy. Mm -hmm. You know, all those, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, neurons, you know, the human brain uh, contains, uh, you know, approximately 86 billion neurons. I don't think you will, you know, uh, replicate that and all the, you know, sensory neurons in the human body. I do not believe we can design material to replicate that. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, definitely, you can put uh, sensors in materials uh, eventually to you know, sense certain signals that are useful for your uh, function, for your application. That's for sure uh, will be uh, feasible. But I don't think that you should replicate uh, what a human can sense. And I don't think that's an easy job either. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, yeah. So if I ask you, what are the current challenges that uh, you want to solve? Maybe now and maybe coming five years, something is challenging for you. For you. Sure. Now, uh, this is uh, related to the question on the challenge uh, in uh, soft robotics, right? In terms of both uh, fundamentals and uh, applications. Uh, so I believe one uh, you know, challenge or one opportunity in the field of uh, software robotics uh, is in uh, medicine. Uh, basically, you know, robots uh, interact with a uh, human body. Uh, the reason I see that's an opportunity is this, uh, you know, there are already proven uh, you know, success of uh, you know, rigid robots. Uh, that uh, you know interact with the uh, human body. For example, uh, you know Da Vinci from Intuitive uh, Robotics. Right? Uh, but uh, uh, there are lots of uh, you know uh, areas. Uh, you know, rigid ro uh, robots uh, cannot operate. It's just challenging to imagine such a rigid robots can uh, you know operate in those areas. Uh, for example, uh, you know intravascular operations, right? Uh, inside uh, fine blood vessels of the body. And many other, you know, uh, potential areas. Uh, so I believe uh, software robotics uh, potentially uh, can find, uh, uh, you know, potential breakthrough can potentially make a breakthrough uh, in those uh, applications. Uh, well, then in terms of uh, the fundamental contribution, right, in that process, uh, I believe there can be new, uh, you know, way to uh, 
uh, design those uh, soft robots or medical robots, basically design those medical robots into a, a soft robotic embodiment. Mm -hmm. uh, and also in terms of uh, control of uh, those uh, medical robots, uh, you know, uh, how do you navigate uh, them in the uh, body of patients uh, to do diagnosis and the treatment? How do you operate them? How do you retrieve them? How do you make sure the whole process is, uh, you know, uh, safe and uh, it's, uh, you know, effective? So I believe uh, there is a huge opportunity uh, mm -hmm. for soft robotics uh, in uh, biomedicine. Uh, at the same time, uh, we see there is a strong need, definitely, no doubt, there is a strong need uh, from, uh, you know, patients, uh, from the healthcare system uh, for such uh, robots. Uh, at the same time, uh, we see the uh, limitations of a conventional, you know, uh, so-called hard or rigid robot uh, in those applications. So that's uh, my, uh, you know, uh, at least one opportunity that I can think of uh, for software robots. Very impressive, yeah. Um, I could just ask you about the aspect of uh, control of software robotics because it is debatable that the current technology, the current uh, control techniques is really destroying the natural dynamic. And that's something highlighted many times. And in the other side, there is approach for morphological computation and how the shape of robotics can perform certain like mechanical intelligence for the material. How do you see this trade-off between the control? Do you think that uh, materials can, can dispense control techniques? We don't need any control anymore. How do you see this kind of debates between two approach? Uh, what I would say, uh, let's uh, uh, first think about the uh, application first. Well, mm -hmm. if you're talking about the control, really, you need to think about a scenario, right? Where do you want to control your uh, robots and how do you want to control it? Uh, you really need to think about the application uh, scenario. Uh, based on such an application scenario, I guess uh, all are possible. So, for example, even conventional, uh, you know, control algorithm, uh, feedback control, you know, those uh, uh, maybe still are applicable to uh, certain types of uh, software robotics. Uh, I'll give you one example. Again, this, uh, uh, you know, ferromagnetic uh, software robots navigating inside the blood vessels. Uh, now we are developing control algorithms uh, that really, uh, you know, leverage uh, both uh, feedback control and the database that, you know, uh, you know, forward, feed forward uh, control together. So we need to, uh, you know, uh, learn from both traditional robotics and, uh, you know, mechanics of material and the modeling to integrate them together uh, to achieve the function that we want to achieve. So I don't think there is an intrinsic uh, contradiction between, uh, you know, uh, control algorithm mm -hmm. and the software robotics. I do believe uh, we can achieve a relatively accurate control of software uh, robots for certain applications, for certain uh, scenarios. Yeah. So for for speaking about the interdisciplinary and soft robotics, and since your lab is already has um, this uh, kind of technology about human and machines and biotechnology, so it's it's diverse. 
But do you think it's challenging? Because realistically speaking, we have a challenge when you're working with different background. If I ask you, what do you think the good recipe to make a harmony between different uh, background in soft robotics project and make it successful? Uh, can you define background? Uh, like electrical engineering, mechanical, control, material science. Oh, uh, I see your point. So uh, now uh, the problem we are facing are really uh, interdisciplinary, right? Uh, we want to design new uh, software robots for biomedical applications uh, to achieve functions that uh, existing robots have not uh, achieved, uh, you know, in uh, either for diagnosis or for, uh, you know, therapy of patients. Mm -hmm. uh, then indeed, uh, we need uh, students and, uh, uh, you know, researchers uh, from different areas, from different backgrounds to work on the same uh, project. Uh, so uh, I do not see, uh, uh, you know, uh, too much challenge. Actually, it's a, such a, a, you know, enjoyable uh, process mm -hmm. to talk with uh, students and the researchers uh, from different backgrounds. You learn from them, you, uh, you know, you continually uh, learning, uh, you are continually learning new things. And then you, uh, you know, integrate those new knowledge, uh, you know, uh, those backgrounds. Uh, into your uh, project, eventually, you know, you potentially solve the challenge that are facing uh, your uh, project. So I think this is, uh, I would say, a diverse background for the research team uh, is really, uh, you know, uh, something, uh, you know, uh, give us a lot of pressure to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I ask you about the role of uh, artificial intelligence for uh, designing smart material. Do you think there is a lot of opportunities could intersect between artificial intelligence and smart materials? Do you think about that? Uh, uh, good question. I know AI is a hot topic uh, nowadays. Uh, now, let me ask you, on high level, in general, I do. I think there is a great opportunity for artificial intelligence uh, to guide or to help uh, the design of a smart material or structures. Mm -hmm. uh, now, then, uh, you know, uh, specifically, uh, the question we should ask ourselves or the research community, do we have a large amount of high quality data uh, to feed uh, the, you know, uh, machine learning algorithm or the artificial intelligence uh, algorithm uh, so that uh, you can really harness the power of artificial intelligence. At least, uh, you know, in most of the case, uh, you know, you really need a huge amount of data uh, to uh, for the you know artificial intelligence or the machine learning algorithm uh, to eventually uh, to analyze to generate something meaningful. Uh, now, uh, so that's one aspect. Uh, the other aspect actually is in control. Mm -hmm. uh, I do believe this a learning based control. Uh, may play a very important role uh, in the uh, soft uh, robotics, uh, you know, uh, community. You know, this is uh, probably uh, you know uh, a little different from traditional uh, control algorithm, uh, but uh, for new soft robotic system, learning based control uh, can potentially make uh, you know uh, an impact in soft robotic community. So, in terms of design and the control, uh, in general, I believe artificial intelligence. Uh, can play an important role for yeah. software robotics. Great. So um, if I ask you in your experience um, in the field, 
what is the most thing you are proud of maybe or maybe interesting in your experience you are proud of uh what i'm uh, very proud of we uh you know uh i told you we are uh, very interested in uh the interface uh between uh humans and uh, machines mm -hmm. uh, we are very interested in the uh, fundamentals uh, at the same time, we, uh, you know, uh, uh, we focus on, uh, you know, societal impacts of our technology, of our, uh, you know, research results as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a few things that are really, uh, that I'm very proud of, uh, probably is not a, a, you know, a paper on uh, science or nature, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, one piece of technology, you know, uh, licensed by, a, you know, a company or, you know, uh, come out of the group. Uh, you know, uh, as a startup, uh, you know, company, uh, eventually uh, become uh, products, uh, eventually uh, help the society in a certain way. Uh, one example is, uh, you know, uh, a method to uh, strongly adhere uh, hydrogel and uh, uh, elastomers uh, to form a tissue phantom, you know, a realistic mm. tissue phantom. Uh, that, uh, you know, can train uh, doctors uh, for medical imaging, for example, ultrasound, CT, you know, X-ray, MRI, uh, you know, a company licensed our IP on that mm -hmm. technology. Uh, and then, uh, you know, now uh, the product based on such technology has been widely used in hospitals uh, for training doctors for medical imaging. And in turn, those doctors uh, can help patients, you know, especially at this uh, time, a uh, critical time, you know, COVID-19. Uh, mm. Medical imaging actually is a, a critical tool uh, for uh, diagnosis, uh, for treatment of COVID-19 patients. Uh, so we are, uh, you know, very proud that our technology uh, eventually in this process help, uh, you know, the society. So uh, I would say uh, that's probably uh, something and uh, we're, um, uh, we, we think more and more technology uh, from the lab are making you know, that level of impacts on the society uh, you know, gradually. That's powerful indeed and powerful. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to ask you for this regard because you highlighted a very important point. I think many students, maybe early students researcher interested in this transformation from the lab to real world and touching the needs of the community. And I'm asking you, how, how do you think making soft robotics maybe startup successful? And how do you make sure this happens? Uh, good question. Uh, I do not have a successful experience yet. I do not have a, a you know, startup from my lab, uh, you know, uh, for uh, at least in the area of soft robotics. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but uh, I do think uh, for that translation, probably, uh, you know, uh, finding the right market probably is one of the most important thing. You really need to find, identify uh, that, uh, uh, you know, a market uh, that uh, soft robotics can make, uh, you know, essential contribution, irreplaceable uh, contribution. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, you know, uh, you need to make sure your technology is uh, sufficiently mature that, uh, you know, people can reliably use that. Uh, 
my uh, one hope I have is in a uh, biomedical area. Uh, you know, uh, I mentioned this a uh, tissue phantom uh, example. That's not a robotic, yeah. uh, you know, uh, software robotics per se. Uh, but I believe uh, software robotics eventually, uh, possibly, uh, will find you know uh, realistic uh, you know uh, applications and the products uh, business uh, in uh, biomedical area. So yeah. that's my uh, guess and hope. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. So I'm curious to ask you where innovation for you comes from. Every day when you go to the lab, how you make sure you you'll be innovative every day or excited? Uh, well, uh, probably from two uh, aspects, uh, right? Uh, one aspects is uh, you know uh, you see the uh, you know uh, from nature, uh, you know biology as you mentioned, right? Uh, you know, you see those uh, beautiful uh, creatures, uh, you know, animals, plants, right? Uh, so uh, you learn, uh, you know, their mechanism, uh, you know, uh, you want to, you know, replicate or you want to get inspired mm -hmm. uh, by those, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, just uh, fantastic creatures, right, by, by, by nature. Uh, so that's on one hand. Uh, on the other hand, right, you see, uh, you know, societal need, right? Uh, in this, uh, uh, you know, COVID-19 situation, right? This pandemic, uh, mm -hmm. can we, uh, you know, find the antibodies? Can we find, uh, you know, uh, vaccines right? uh, quickly uh, to, you know, uh, end this uh, pandemic, uh, right? Uh, in terms of uh, health, right? Now uh, in US, healthcare already occupy around the 20% of the GDP, right? Can we find a more efficient way to mm -hmm. treat patients? Uh, to make, uh, you know, uh, the country, even the whole world uh, healthier, right, live a better life. So uh, I would say it's really an uh, interaction from these uh, two uh, ends. And then at the same time, you see the, you know, uh, development and the evolution of uh, science and technology over history. Uh, you really want to, you know, uh, uh, make some uh, contribution in that process. I guess a combination of, uh, you know, these uh, three aspects uh, just stimulate you to, you know, uh, you know, uh, move further. So really yeah. uh, make, uh, you know, life is too short. You really want to make an impact. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. So we're losing to maybe the end. So a few questions. Do you think ego is important for the researcher? Uh, well, uh, this is an interesting question. Uh, so uh, different researcher may have a, a different, uh, you know, opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think uh, ego is uh, important uh, for the success of uh, research. Uh, I think, you know, a uh, certain type of pride in your own uh, results or the impact of your uh, research on the society or on the, you know, research community uh, probably is uh, important, right? You get excited about the new results. You get excited about the, uh, you know, uh, you know, results of uh, the, the impact of the results. Uh, on the other hand, you know, I don't think the ego is uh, that critical because, uh, you know, uh, compare, you know, uh, the evolution, I mentioned the evolution of uh, science and uh, technology, uh, you know, all contribution is uh, still just trivial. You know, it's just a teeny uh, piece in the whole uh, history of uh, science and uh, technology, right? Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, 
I think pride is important. You should be very proud of uh, you know new things uh, that you developed, that uh, things uh, you know uh, making impact on the society or on the research community. That's uh, I think is what it, what is important. Yeah, I really enjoyed this discussion, and I would like thank you to have you in the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks I so much. Too. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you once again.